Greetings and welcome to Terrible Reviews, a podcast where the movies don't have to be terrible, but the reviews will be. I'm your host, Seth Hancock. Joining me is my co-host, Michael Bragg. Michael? What up, what up? How rock hard are you for today's movie? Uh, I'm stagmated. Oh boy. Is that a rock thing? (laughs) I'm erect. All right. All right. This is me trying to avoid rock-based puns for probably an hour and a half, but let's go ahead and do it because today's movie is Dante's Peak, released February 7th, 1997, directed by Roger Donaldson from Cocktail and Species fame. Cocktail is one of Bragg's favorites. Mm, loose. Loose term. <laughs> loose term, one of my favorites. It's, uh, it's a good movie. All right. Mm-hmm. We might, we might have to let you defend that later. Um, the casting couch, top build, we have Pierce Brosnan, the 1990s James Bond in the foil from Mrs. Doubtfire as Dr. Harry Dalton, a volcanologist, and Linda Hamilton as Mayor Rachel Wando. Um, this is the only movie I think I've ever seen Linda Hamilton in that she isn't, uh, isn't in the Terminator franchise. So let's... Interesting there. Uh, familiar faces. I wrote literally none. I know, Bragg, you said the girl might be in some stuff, might be an acting, working actor today, but. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren Wando, the daughter. <laughs> She's in a and, couple, like some weeds episodes. All right. And then I think a couple of the guys on the team may have been in some other stuff, but none of them are, uh, are household names. So let's get straight to the terrible synopsis. A possibly American volcanologist warns a small town of an impending volcanic eruption, only for everyone to ignore his warnings. But when those warnings turn prophetic, he keeps finding reasons to stay behind, including the loneliest mayor in Oregon. Now, uh, as we always do, before we watch this movie, we go to the foreshadow category. And during this, we look back and see if we had any thoughts about this movie before we watched it. Um, for me, Bragg, I thought this was a a C kind of movie, very average. Um, I think we talked about this last week. It was another one of those kind of weekends, middle school weekend group date movies. And I think it was billed as like James Bond plus Sarah Connor plus Giant Disaster equals Dante's Peak. And like 11-year-old me thought that was a great formula for uh, for a blockbuster movie. Yeah, my rating's a little bit higher. I don't think I saw it in theaters. If I did, I saw it with my mom. It wasn't, I mean, I guess mom date. Uh, I had it as a B. Uh, from what I remember is it was kind of a, this is going to sound cheesy movie guy, but like a nonstop thriller from like <laughs> super suspenseful, like volcano, crazy stuff, lava everywhere and melting things. But like yeah. every movie in the '90s, or every year in the '90s, it seemed like there was some giant PG-13 disaster movie, right? I know you mentioned Volcano, which was literally this exact same movie, but you know, a personal favorite of ours. I know we've talked about a lot. Twister, I think, set the bar. And what was that? '95, and then it seemed like every year it was like The Perfect Storm, Armageddon, Deep Impact, Volcano. So like all of these generic, <laughs> generic disaster movies that we just kept going to because there was nothing else, <laughs> nothing yeah. else to do. Yeah, the day after tomorrow. I was trying to think of some more. Oh yeah, that's right. 
but I remember this one. You said it was a B. I said it was a C. I remember it being kind of largely forgettable. Like, I didn't remember any, there were any key scenes I remembered or any like, oh my God, moments where it's like, um, where the movie left like some kind of indelible impression on me. Um, the one indelible impression it did leave on me is it made me terrified of hot springs. Um, being in Indiana, that's not something really on our radar. <laughs> so when I found out about what hot springs were, I was like, all right, I'm going to stay the hell away from those. So um, that, that, you know, thankfully that's not a problem around here for the most part. Um, oh God. And then I remember buying the DVD a couple of years ago and there's a typo on the DVD. It says a devastating volcanic eruption. So you can tell how uh, how much care their marketing team has put into into releasing this movie. So I don't know. Maybe that's more of what they think about the movie than what I think about the movie. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think that they just. Yeah, it probably just a copy and paste error over from the VHS back into the uh, DVD back. Awesome. All right. So like always despite some maybe uh, reticence this time, we did go ahead and watch the movie. Um, I think there were a bunch of cliches. I know we've already talked about kind of the, uh, you know, how it's a ah, generic disaster movie. Um, but Bragg, what, what, tell me about the cliches in this movie. Let's, let's have you start with this. Well, that's the one that I've got. Yeah. I've got one just disaster movie, man. That's it. So, you know, everybody, everybody's, you know, waiting, for, nobody, well, I guess in this one, nobody really expects anything to happen. And then, you know, the, uh, British guy that works for the U S government comes in and okay. is this where we already, <laughs> do we already bring it up here? <laughs> is I guess. He what is he possibly American? Like, couldn't they have verified or just like thrown a line in there and like, Oh, the, the British expert is here. So I like, how do you not. <laughs> How do you not address and it changes throughout the movie like at one part it's purely i think he's scottish maybe uh and then at other points it's he's trying so hard to be american it's oh god i don't know it, i we'll talk more about it i'm sure but i had i i that's my self-restraint level at this point yeah that's all i got it's just just a typical regular disaster movie but they made two fucking volcano movies the same year like that's like <laughs> It just reeks of desperation. Um, they made this one came out like three months earlier, and there was like a giant, like Fast and Furious style, like pink slips on the line race to get the movies out. Ugh. Yeah, you can tell it's forced though. Um, yeah, so I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll reel some off here. Um, I called this one Chicken Little. It's the unheeded warning falls on deaf ears. Um, but then the warning obviously comes true. You know, like they did some Jaws when they won't shut the beach down. Independence Day when, they, you know, they're like, the aliens are surely not plotting to destroy civilization. They're just coming to check us out. Um, so there's always that kind of that kind of storyline. Um, I call this one the don't save the cat. In every screenplay book, there's like this kind of save the cat moment that they try to put in the front of the movies and they do an inverse of that here they do it in cliffhanger too it's like in the beginning like he can't save the day he doesn't have what it takes and then ultimately there's a scene at the end where everything flips around and this time he did have what it takes and it's just so formulaic and predictable um God. the obvious foreshadow um when they go to the mine for no reason in the beginning, you're like, oh, that mine's probably going to come back around in this movie. Uh, there's 
probably a reason they're pointing it out for no fucking reason whatsoever. Um, and then <laughs> my other favorite one, and this is more of a horror uh, movie. Oh God, that's a bad one. Horror um, <laughs> uh, cliche, but it's girls who have sex or are promiscuous die. Um, the skinny dipping scene at the hot spring. It's like, oh, we gave a, and they try so hard not to show even the slightest bit of nudity in that scene they go out of their way to like make sure there's not a butt crack or any kind of cleavage or anything. Uh, but because she went skinny dipping, she has to die. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of, uh, another, like I said, a, a kind of a horror disaster movie cliche where if, if you're a young girl, you show any kind of promiscuity, uh, you end up bloated and dead and with your butt cheeks exposed <laughs> to, a kid, to, to, to children. <laughs> so what I thought, I didn't think of it as they're going to die because they're naked. I was like, they're going to die because they're from California. Oh, yeah. Out outsiders. Yeah. yeah. Outsiders always have to be, God, be punished. So too. much better than LA or something. Is what it is. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you guys are going to die. We're getting back to nature. We're hippies, kind of. Yeah. Um, the weird the weird people who, who have some kind of freedom with their body always have to die. All right. Let's, uh, blowing through that, let's get into the best five minute stretch. Now, how do I break this? There were not a lot of great five minute stretches. So I only had, I think three nominees brag. Um, so I'll go and they all are kind of the same kind of 25 minute stretch. Like the middle of this movie is probably the, the best parts, I guess. Um, so I'm going to start with, I call this scene or this stretch coffee times two. Um, so at this point, Dr. Harry Dalton has called in, quote, the whole shooting match in here after he finds the dead skinny dippers at the hot springs. Okay, first of all, what the fuck does the whole shooting match in here mean? Like, is that a phrase I'm unaware of? Is that some colloquialism or or local uh, local saying in Oregon that's that I'm just not aware of and I need to do some more research on regional diction? So the meaning is... You're an urban dictionary, aren't you? <laughs> so the meaning is it's an it's informal meaning the entire thing, everything. Okay. Well, I've I guess we can I can move that to what we've learned in the one hitters. I, I apparently have learned something in this movie. Yeah. Uh, source uh, source Merriam Merriam Webster dot Awesome. Thank you. Um, Dr. Dreyfus has come into town now and he kind of shows up at the town leaders meeting and puts a kibosh on alerting the town. So now all the tests have come back normal and Rachel brings coffee to the team. So Mayor Rachel Wando also owns a coffee shop and is a single mother to two children. I think these are plot points we need to mention up front. Yeah. Otherwise, none of the rest of the shit makes any sense. And the coffee shop is in her house. Oh, God, I forgot. Yes. I was going to say that needed to be mentioned. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I do not have that on my notes, but, um, and then this is where the dude, okay. So the dude wigs out about coffee. Um, is that Craig. funny? I don't drink coffee. Is that, is that a normal reaction? Do you have a fix for coffee that you need to? No. So there's some weirdos dude, when it comes to coffee, like there's this lady at work. Uh, she probably puts down eight Her cups Linda, a day. Isn't, isn't it? Debbie. Linda. Debbie. D-E-B-I. <laughs> she's a nice bleep, lady. Bleep, bleep. She, she's, she's, a, she's a nice lady. 
Uh, she's just wired, bro, all the time. But yeah, she puts down legit like eight cups of coffee. And if you she didn't have it, I would assume that's how she would react if somebody were to bring her free coffee. All right. Uh, so then they cut to the volcano and Terry is out there. So Terry's one of the robotics team guys and Harry, Dr. Harry, are out on the volcano and Terry said, oh, well, God, couldn't they have picked different names? Oh, yeah. Why do they rhyme Harry and Terry? Harry, Terry. So that scene, which you're going to get to at one point, Terry yells, Harry, and <laughs> Harry yells. I'm coming, Terry, or something. And then he's like, Harry, and he's like, Terry, just like back and forth to each other. And I was like, right then and there, I put in the notes. I'm like, probably could have done like George. Yeah. George, Tom. Terry. Tom, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Continue. But ter Terry says, nice woman, that Rachel, best looking mare I've ever seen. And Stan, the other robotics guy, uh, Stan's the uh, the Asian guy, says, she's got my vote. And then Terry says, mm-hmm, twice. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. And that's... <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're clearly trying to like force the love story at this point like oh of course dr harry's gonna have a heart on for mayor rachel wando um and then of course she so then they cut to this whole editing part of this doesn't make any sense we're gonna for, forget that for why this is the best scene but then they the coffee guy freaks out again so rachel brings coffee again and then he freaks out again so like <laughs> <laughs> he needed coffee so much the second time he equally freaked out and then they kind of beat up the robot in the parking lot um which they don't really explain but whatever um elf nasa is bad let's kick it and that'll probably come back at some point in this movie to where kicking the robot and this elf thing from nasa may or may not come back you have no idea right there's no reason they're mentioning these things yeah no way no reason I right. just stole both of my um, memeable moments, by the way, in well, one swipe. There's, yeah, we'll get into it. It's, it's a, there's not a lot of depth here on this bench. Um, do you have any other scenes, Bragg, or am I just going to run through my other two? And we're just, just run through on? your other two, and then I'll hit the. You've okay. You missed two of. Oh, well, you kind of missed two of them. I don't know. Before this. You're saying there's parts of this movie before the scene. Well, where... thought, well so what I wrote, I wrote the hot spring scene. Okay. All right. That was I'll an important that. scene. <clears throat> so important. the difference is, I think the big difference that we're going to run into in this movie compared to what we've done before is that this is not a comedy. So there are no like amazing scenes where we're like, oh God, man. Like if, if without that movie, there's or without that part of the scene, there's no way this movie would have like worked or been funny. So as far as like, best scenes now it's almost like what's important and that was pretty important as far as like getting it started um yeah that's I, when people start taking taking the threat seriously yeah. and yeah. then i think you missed the terry and harry when the robot goes down the mountain rescue oh, scene yep that's the next scene is okay. the robot at the volcano yeah okay. absolutely and it starts out these great shots of the volcano and the scenery which is like it, uh, I hate to be like, it's really pretty, uh, but I'll be that guy. Um, and so they had taken Elf off, and so the robot starts working. Um, then all of a sudden, one of the legs stops working. And Terry lowers himself down on a rope to get the robot and fix it. So now this is the whole Terry, Harry yelling at each other 
that goddamn. Um, and so Harry tries to get Terry to come back up, but Terry says, for $450,000, we put into this beast, it ought to be able to stand on its head, split the atom, and fart the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> right? You That's... can tell they're trying to force a joke. It's so hard. Yeah. Uh, and then Terry kicks the robot. Again, we couldn't possibly have seen this this being foreshadowed at all. Um, and then, of course, goes off the rope. I'm going off rope, which just famous last words if there ever were any, right, Bragg? Yes. When it comes to volcano movies, I'm going off the rope is the last thing you want to say. <laughs> uh yeah, so then the crew back at the hotel starts getting the seismic reports, and they're starting to freak out, and they try to call back on the radio to Terry and Harry. Again, why the fuck do those names rhyme? But the signal cuts out, and there's a rock slide from the tremors, and then Harry climbs down and saves Terry and di diagnoses him with a broken leg. Okay, I think that in most circumstances, if like there's a bone sticking out of a guy's leg, we might know it's broken, but just the, the certainty with which he diagnoses Terry's broken leg on the spot. Again, he's a Vulcan, he's a doctor, sure, but he's a Vulcanologist. He's not, he's not an MD or anything. Um, and then the chopper comes in to take them both after, oh God, the chopper guy, the helicopter pilot who always is demanding more money, comes in and takes them both away and then you get this, like, you know, that beautiful, like, hey, it's the saving the cat moment. Let's get these guys out of here. And you have the helicopter flying out of the volcano. And yeah, 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 right. We're all supposed to be cheering with excitement in the theater. Yeah, fuck that guy. Right? That helicopter guy. <laughs> Sorry, I actually he had the movie. He got what's coming to him. Yeah, I've got the movie on in the background. And we're literally on the scene <laughs> of what, what we're talking about right now. Terry's about ready to have his leg. Yep, there it is. So now that the giant, you know, thing of rocks. His leg is clearly broken. So I have diagnosed thing. it properly. Here's the thing with that. That's a lot of rocks coming down, but the rocks almost literally just finished on his leg. Finished on his leg. Uh, <laughs> landed, baby. The landed on his leg. His right? Legs. So his face is pretty fucked up when they get down there. Like, it's just scraped up. But you're telling none of those big ass rocks smashed his skull into the right. big giant mountainside. Ugh, I mean, I guess I he, when this, yes. he just got super lucky, I guess. And then, of here's the other thing that bothers me about this scene. And maybe you're the other thing. It, okay. <laughs> is <laughs> is when they get swept up by the helicopter and they're total bro. And like, what would you even call this? They're 60, 60, 60 each other, I guess. Um, they are like hugging each other, chest but, chest to midsection. Yeah, in full wrap. Somebody's yes. got a full wrap with a broken. They're hugging too. each other. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, there it is. This is where the uh, Stan is calling in, and the guy wants more money to to go to go rescue. <laughs> Give him whatever money. he wants. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that that part right there, I'm like the only thing going through my mind. The two times that I've watched it today, yes, I've watched it two times. This is the third time. Bless um, you, son. Is whoa, dude! Like you. Well, first off, they just left all that equipment on the side <laughs> on the side of that the mountain. Four hundred fifty thousand dollar beast is still there. Yeah. Plus the computer that they had up there. I'm assuming they had a computer, right, right, right. Um, and whatever else. And then they're eight hundred. No thousands of feet above the ground 
just hanging by a cord of on a, on a helicopter like they do this all the time like no big yeah. oh just come down and rescue him just give me and the it's clip. not we'll good enough to there. just it's not just good oh, enough we'll to get them up over the ridge like they're like oh we're gonna take you all the way back to town and we're gonna land at the helipad with you still dangling there well, miles yeah. and miles away. and then the next thing obviously they put him in the in the back of the ambulance i think right but, yeah, and, they but the off. people putting him in the back of the ambulance, there's five of the crew people, of the volcano crew people, and one paramedic putting him in the back of the ambulance. Here it is. Here they're hanging right here. So they're just hanging, dangling around. Oh, there's thousands of feet in the air, just dangling from the bottom of this helicopter. Like, yeah, okay. we're geologists, dude. We do this every week. Are you kidding? Yeah, no big deal. I can't tell you how many stories I have about being evacuated via helicopter on a, on essentially like a tampon string hanging above uh, <laughs> thousands of miles above string? jagged rock. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, All right, let's get to the next one. Uh, this is my last one, and this is the town meeting at the high school gymnasium. Um, so the water, so it starts out with the water being gross. Um, Okay. Okay. So let me, let me set. So they're trying to hook up. Um, so Dr. Harry and, uh, Rachel Wando, um, mayor, mayor, Rachel, mayor, Rachel Wando are hooking up for no discernible reason whatsoever. And of course the daughter cock blocks the hell out of them and she wants a glass of water convenient. So they go, the water's gross. And you can tell at this point, like we have two dead people, we have gross water. Shit is real. Like if it wasn't anticipated, if you weren't anticipating shit going down, uh, clearly there's no turning back now. So Mayor Rachel Wando goes on TV <laughs> and calls for a town meeting at the school the next day at, or later that day at 6 p.m. So we've we've realized it's it's so urgent. We need to alert the whole town. But let's wait like 12 hours to start talking about what needs to be done. Yeah. Hey, real quick. Let's back up just a minute. So they see the nasty water. And the very first thing that pops into Pierce Brosnan's head is like, where's the where's the town's water supply? And this is like, OK. <laughs> and of course, the mayor. Uh, James okay. Bond. Now, I don't know if if this is true with Mayor Jensen of Noblesville, too, but apparently she has keys to fucking everything. So she just like rolls on up to the city's water supply, puts whatever key she's got into it, opens the door, and then there you go. Yeah, just, we don't know this because we haven't been the mayor of a town, but when you become mayor of a town, they give you keys to everything. That that's something that's like you get sworn in, and then like all the pomp and circumstances goes away, and then all of a sudden, like some elf living beneath the stairs of the city hall building comes out and gives you ten thousand keys. And some kind of grid that shows you where every single key is appropriately used for. Um, it's one of the secrets. You're not, making this up. you're not making that up. That's for real. I'm making it up. I have. Oh, I, have, I mean, obviously, I obviously, besides I'm a pathological the liar. <laughs> I thought that was like because she's like, oh yeah, I know. Well, I mean, granted, the town's not that big. The town is seventy-four hundred people. So that's literally, I don't even want to. I like a twentieth, a twenty-fifth, a thirtieth of the size of the city that I live in. Which is not a massive city, but it's not the same right. with you. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was weird to me. That she's just uh, like, Oh yeah, sure. The water supply place is right over here. Let's go. I've got a key. We can get uh, in. yeah. So they're they're in the coffee shop and they're trying to figure out what to do. And then they start calling grandma Ruth. 
So we haven't talked about Grandma Ruth yet. Um, we will talk a lot about her, but let's just say they're calling Grandma Ruth. She lives up on top of the mountain. They're, she won't come down, though. She doesn't give a reason. She's like, I'm just going to stay here because I'm a curmudgeonly old woman and I can't leave. Um, she gives no discernible reason why she can't come down. She's just stubborn, I guess. Um, I, whatever. Um, so then at the gym meeting, so it's 6 p.m. now, uh, <laughs> hours after they realize there's an imminent threat, dozens of hours after they've realized it's an imminent threat uh they're at the gym meeting and guess what happens at the gym meeting you wouldn't believe this brag you couldn't script this right what's that when the rich guy was really mad that he was even at the town meeting oh yeah oh for sure i for yeah i don't even mention that yeah so rich guy comes to town who owns all the jobs in town jobby jobson uh comes strolling in he's like i'm gonna take my 800 jobs and 18 million dollars somewhere else um but guess what at the meeting where they're warning about a potential volcanic eruption, what do you think happens? She what happens? Blows. Oh, just perfect timing, right? That, that, that's just a coincidence. It couldn't be possibly any kind of bad or lazy scripting. Um, so everybody freaks out. And as Pierce, oh God, no, again, refer to him by his name, Dr. Harry Dalton is yelling, everybody calm down, um, which is key in every disaster movie means stampede. Anytime you hear anybody in a disaster movie say, calm down, people, there's no reason to panic, you would know you know that immediately glass will be breaking, um, people will be getting knocked over and trampled on, and uh, chaos will ultimately ensue. So here come the major tremors. Shit is real. Everybody runs outside. And sure enough, the volcano is blowing. The ground is shaking. The world as we know it is ending. Cluster's last stand sign falls down on the in the parking in the hotel parking lot. It, Cluster's that's pretty good. Cluster's that, whatever. Um, people come crashing through the glass, leaving the gym. Which goddamn it, if I see people crashing through glass anymore, that's it's like a trigger, right? Right. So <laughs> hey, real quick in the gym. Uh, I actually read this. I don't want to say that I saw it, but I did see it on the second time that I watched the movie today. When they're running out, everything is shaking. Everything, right? Yeah. The trophies in the trophy case <laughs> do not move. Interesting. Yeah. Probably glued down or drilled in. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Nice. That's, that's nice something. with the eagle eye, Brad. Good that's on you. Something. I like it. I like that. Um, so the people come, come crashing through the glass, leaving the gym, the church clock tower splits and falls onto a school bus. And you can tell that's like a practical effect. That's not some like CGI. Like they actually, somebody built that and then knocked it over, which was pretty fucking cool. And then you just know at this point, the evacuation is in full effect and they just start, everybody's scrambling to get onto the one dirt road out of town. And everybody's just jamming three cars into a two-car lane and sideswiping everybody. Um, so you know at this point, like, everything from here on out is just going to be pure destruction, right? So that that's kind of my last five-minute stretch where I'm like, all right, we're strapping in now. And hopefully there's going to be a bunch of really cool five-minute stretches after this. Unfortunately, there aren't. But <laughs> that's my... That's uh, <laughs> that's my last stretch, at least. Brad, did you have any other ones I missed, Bragg? Or are we ready to get into choosing winners for ourselves? Uh, so uh, 
I had written down town meeting slash volcano blows dot 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 pretty much there on out. It's an action packed adventure. That's what I had written down because from there on out, I mean, other than uh, uh, the the pond lake, I guess it's a lake. I don't, it's not big enough to be a lake, is it? A pond? The river they're trying to cross on the boat? No, that's not a river. It's gotta be. A what lake. about the car? Which no, I'm talking about the, when they're in the boat. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Other than that scene, the other than the, I don't want to give too much away yet. I don't. Can we do okay. that now? I mean, if it's a good scene for you, give other it away. Than the grandma. Other than the grandma scene, uh, everything else has been is is fast from there on out. Okay. So, are we ready to choose a winner then? I sure. mean, I think you've Easy. you've just blanket statement the last half hour of the movie. So yeah. Um. So okay, I'm going to choose a winner this time. Uh, first, sorry, I'll let you choose your winner as well. Um, I have the gym meeting. Uh, I I love a mass panic scene when it's done well with it. Like you said, the the shaky. The shaky camera, everything's shaking. Oh my god! Um, you have all these kind of practical stunts that are going on. So you have these great effects, and it's the first time that everybody starts taking Harry, uh, Doctor Harry Dalton, seriously, and he's proven correct. So that's my winner. I don't think it's a great choice. I don't think there's any kind of. I'm not planting any flags and dying on this hill, but that's what I chose. You tell me what you got, Bragg. I'm not sure that there's any other choice. That's that's mine too. Okay, fair enough. Let's move on then to another. This might be another weak category again. When when we're doing kind of comedies, there's a lot easier moments to point to. Um, but we're going to talk about most memeable moment slash LOL moments. Um, again, I wanted to keep this a little bit most memeable moments because not all of the. <laughs> Not all the movies we do are going to be comedies necessarily, uh, but clearly, even in even in dramas and action movies, there's usually some some comedy in there as well. So um, we'll call it memeable, most memeable moments slash LOL moments. I only have one, and I've already mentioned it vaguely, and it's the second coffee freakout that Greg, uh, one of the crew on the geology team from the U.S. Geological Society. Um, Greg says, it's coffee time. Coffee, 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 cappuccino, java, yes. Um, <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> that's the only that's the only funny memeable moment from the whole thing. Other than the other one I had written down, you already talked about was the uh, that's the best looking mayor I've ever seen or whatever it was. All right. I have to ask you this question, then. Is there an attractive mayor? Like, am I, do we have a most attractive mayor? Is there someone I'm, I don't, I don't know. Let me look it up. I'll Google it. Most attractive mayors.com. The mayor, the mayor of Atlanta, Letitia bought what's bottoms. Uh, no, I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. Um, anyways, let's move on then to, so that's the only one. Did you, is, so my winner obviously is the, is Greg saying coffee, 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 coffee. Um, is that your winner too, Greg? We at least need to ask the question, I guess. Yes. Okay um so let's get to the next segment and this is called clock check uh now i know you kind of said that you thought it was a uh an action-packed last half hour but my clock check actually was with exactly half an hour left at one eighteen forty-seven. 
my notes here say, okay. <laughs> I love when I put in my own notes, okay. I know that I'm saying something I probably think is complete nonsense. Okay, grandma's dead. They can walk to a car and be on the road to safety in 20 minutes real time. Let's roll the fucking credits. Unfortunately, the volcano has to re-escalate and provide 30 more minutes of soul destruction. Those are my notes. <laughs> that's the only time I checked. Uh, but that's how I felt and why I checked. <laughs> what about you, Bragg? I, I assume because you loved the last 30 minutes uh, that that probably wasn't your your sticking point. Or you you also played the when did I when did I look at my phone game too. So I'll let you play that too. I did not look at my phone or the time of the movie. Other than right. one other than one time that we'll get to in the notes. Okay. All right. All right. So let's hold on let's just go. a second. Just to update everybody. Um, and I totally disagree. No offense. Um, there is only one mayor listed on most attractive female mayors. Oh God! It's Sarah Palin, former mayor of Wasilla, Alaska. Yes. <laughs> there are multiple attractive women in politics. Clearly. None of which are mayors and men. From... I'm sure there's attractive men mayors. Oh, I sure. should yes, yeah, attractive people, attractive yes. um, <laughs> human human beings. beings. Yes, correct. That we value for their contributions to society. And you and don't even just... have to. You you don't have to be attractive to be good at your job. Absolutely. Moving on. Segways perfectly. Uh, let's talk about award season. Let's move into that segment uh, where we talk about MVPs, LVPs. Um, and some of that other fun stuff. So let's get straight into MVPs. So I think we talked about, I think by now, if you haven't picked up that I'm not a big fan of this movie, that's on you. Um, so my list of MVPs is fairly thin. I'm going to start off with my first one, and that is the cinematographer. And here we go to Butcher Name Town, and it is Andrzej Bartkowiak. Uh, so I think this movie is filmed beautifully. There are a lot of scenes mostly centered around nature that are just, that they just pop. The colors, the vibrance, everything just is set perfectly. And um, I think I read this in one of the reviews, so I don't want to take credit for it, but it's like the best scenes are those that have the least dialogue and focus on the nature. And so like, as I'm watching your version of it behind you on mute, like that is probably the best way to watch this movie is literally just putting it on a big screen TV, turning the sound off, maybe listening to like music or something <laughs> instead of whatever the storyline is, because it is a beautiful movie to watch, um, at least from a visual standpoint. Uh, Bragg, do you have any candidates that you want to you yeah. harp on? My first candidate is Ruth's house, Grandma Ruth's house. Ooh, okay. Location, 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 which actually turns out to be bad location in this one. <laughs> what a spot, man. Right. Up the mountain, on a ass looking house, wraparound porch, uh, lake or pond right there in the front yep. side yard. You have to take a dirt road that winds around a mountain to get there. Like, yeah. there's a lot of good, yeah, a lot to like about that. Yeah. That's right. That's all I got. Well, I, like I mean, that. I have more, but that's all I have on her house. Okay. I'm going to get my next one is 80s, 90s SUVs. Um, so I'm not a car guy. So I didn't go up and like look up, oh, that's the 1995 
El Dorado pickup. I have no fucking clue. So I'm not even going to pretend that. But those are like SUV models that are in the movie. I think uh, Rachel drives like a blue Toyota. That's that's how I know. That's what I know about cars. Color and and whatever the logo is on the front. Um, and so like it's uh, <laughs> the thing, oh, the note I have about her blue Toyota is apparently it's easy enough for a preteen to drive through a volcanic eruption even though it's a stick shift, like, come the fuck on. <laughs> like, okay, I know this is MVP and I'm trying to say how this is an awesome car, but come the fuck on. It's so easy that an 11 year old or whatever, that, however old that kid is, can drive <laughs> through a storm, through back roads. Yeah, Graham's a bad motherfucker, dude. Graham's cool. He's a cool 11. I, I bet you he's probably 15. I'm going to say he's 14 or 15. Should he's kind of a good? smart ass, so he's probably... 13 that was yeah, my worst I, year as a i guarantee joseph gordon levitt tried out for this role like they're like we couldn't get him so we're gonna make sure that he looks just like him um we need a joseph gordon levitt type um and then the red suv that harry drives that has the snorkel on it with the extra with this like the extra exhaust pipe so they can get through that river that they're crossing which they don't really get through because of the truck and it went through the suv but um but that thing that goes like through a four or five foot stream. And then apparently it also has great handling. Ugh, let's try that again. Great handling and great gas mileage. They never stop at a gas station. Like he's driving what seems to be miles upon miles of back roads. <laughs> never needs to stop and get gas. Never has to like, oh shit, my handling's out of my suspension's out of torque here. Like everything's fine. We are whipping through between cars we're stopping on a dime everything's great so i have 80s and 90s suvs oh oh yeah yeah 80s 90s because i don't get i don't know the model it could be the late 80s for all it could be 70 i don't fucking know but i said 80s 90s suvs that's my that's one of my nominees it's a 1987 suburban that is my awesome. other mvp candidate i already had it written down <laughs> 1987 suburban that car is bad ass some kid bought it um was it on craigslist is that what i just read yeah on craigslist in 2017 some 16 year old kid it's his first car do you have a price tag on it or is it just a story what's that was there a price tag on it or is Uh, it just the story just the story it doesn't have a price tag on it all right cool uh did you have any other ones uh nope just i have one left those I was just... gonna put I was gonna put Greg. He was iffy, but he didn't have that many. The coffee uh, guy. Yeah, because he's the only one that tries to be. I think Terry. Yeah, I think Terry tries to have one, but it's so like so over the top forced. Like, hey, look, I'm, I'm a man. Guy. Yeah, I'm just gonna <laughs> kick things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Um, I also threw in uh, just. Well, I, I put this as a kind of a close second. Um, I have a stunts. I, I thought a lot of the stunts were pretty cool. The buildings and the clocks falling, people going through glass, cluster, clusters last stand, the car crashes, the stunt driving. I'm not a big fan of, but some of those, sometimes those stunts look so terrible. They actually looked pretty cool in this. Um, so I wanted to give them some credit for how in a movie that fails in a lot of aspects, they certainly made the practical effects and the practical stunts fairly convincing so i wanted to at least give that some credit word you want to declare your winner the suburban of course it's the true hero of the movie 
Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly right. That or dude, the truck. I don't. I didn't pay too much attention, but the truck that they that they drive through the lava. The last one, the, the yes. gr- I think it's the green one that they get at the ranger station. That's the one that they get into the mine. Um, yes. Yes. I had written down. No way that truck gets through lava like that in the movie. Oh, they're God. all dead. Yes. Oh, in the movie, there's dead so many different times for so many different reasons. So that was pretty coming to your special effects and stuff like that. Like that was pretty fucking cool. Like, I think they legitimately lit tires on fire. Yeah. Like that was pretty <laughs> cool. And then they were run, They were driving that car with four flat tires, <laughs> no, but just, um, I, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Um, but just off the top of my head, not looking at my computer screen, I want to say lava is about 2,000 degrees. So uh, that's going to melt that truck when you're driving oh, clearly. through it. Clearly. Um, I did have a couple of additional notes about the SUVs. So, uh, God. like, remember when SUVs were big and boxy and sturdy and they actually, like, made a statement, like, I am a rugged individual. Now it's like, I'm a suburban mom or dad who carts his kid to hockey practice. I have aspirations for trail driving later at some point in my life. Like, I don't know. Uh, And it also reminds me of my first vehicle. I had a 1995 GMC Jimmy, which is like the ultimate box SUV. Uh, And that was like my favorite, you know, uh, favorite car growing up because it was the only one I I could have. (laughs) An awful car. I just imagined it in my head. I know exactly what it looks like. My wife had a Chevy Blazer, I think. So, of course, a white one, I think. No, it was like champagne. champagne. I, I don't know. I've seen pictures of it. Maybe she was a different car. Yeah, but anyway, she had. Uh, she's gonna beat me up. You should know my car from high school. Um, let's get into Elfie. <laughs> There's no truth in that statement. Um, a lot of truth in that statement. <laughs> a lot of truth in that statement. Now yes, I'm the yes. one that's gonna get my ass kicked. <laughs> You're gonna get text at twelve thirty in the morning. Uh, yeah. All right. So <laughs> I think we've declared MVPs. Uh, it's the it's the trucks uh, or the SUVs. Uh, let's get into LVPs. Now I had. I guess I only had four. I was gonna say I, I felt like I had a lot more solid candidates. I think for this uh, for this than I did for the other one. I'm gonna start with Pierce Brosnan again. So I make sure to specify between the actor who plays the character or the character itself. So make sure when I say Pierce Brosnan, understand that I'm not talking like Dr. Harry Dalton, eh, whatever. He himself, what was his appeal? I know he's just coming off James Bond, but I don't see the appeal. What's with his accent? Why not just say he's from Ireland or England? I'm not buying anything he's selling me. He's a, I've seen him be a decent actor in other movies, this isn't great material, but I literally don't get it at all. Why is he in this movie? What's the point? What casting director said, I need Pierce Brosnan. This is the vehicle to put him in. We're going straight to the top. The casting director that watched 007 and then watched uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, Ms. Doubtfire. Like the dude's on fire at this part, this time in the 90s, like on fire. And the guy that wants to make 50, 
two sixty-two million dollars at the box office, bro. That's who did it. The dude killed it, man. I don't know what what you were watching. It was perfect. Like, please tell me that Tommy Lee Jones would have done done a better job. Tommy Lee. We'll we'll talk about that later. I have a feeling. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't get it. It's not for me, man. It's not. It's a no for me, Doug. I I just don't. I don't get it. It's I don't know. You you t- take take your own way. I need I need to, I need to back off. Well, give me yeah. give me nominee. Um, we'll start with my least, most favorite, least favorite. Oh, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, the helicopter pilot cockhead. Like that dude, get out of here, man. Like, sure, you've got a contract and like all this stuff, but he twice, no, sure, he has a contract. Yes, he has a contract. Yeah, twice he refuses to save people's lives. Thank God on the second one, the second one, he would have just killed everybody, but he got but, what was coming to him. Yeah, but the first time, well, not lives, I mean, we saved that dude's leg. Like, James Franco was in a wedge for 170 hours or whatever it was. Come on, yeah. So he, I'm sure Terry would have would have lived, but yeah, the guy like, come on, I don't even know what that, why, why was he even part of any sort of script? Like, why is that important? I don't know. I think they needed to have like like a villain. Was it? But yeah, Paul's but also was it like villain. comedic relief? Maybe. I, I was it yeah, like funny? fuck you, guy. Yeah, I don't. So you just said Paul. So that's my next nominee, Doctor Paul Dreyfus. So he doesn't believe his, he says that Pierce, uh, sorry, Dr. Harry Dalton is his best volcanologist, but doesn't believe him ever. Calls Harry an alarmist at the town hall meeting. He sends Harry on a two week vacation, but then Harry goes to a, goes to get a drink, tries to get in uh, the mayor's pants and then he ends up sticking around. Oh shit. I ruined my own punchline. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so let's try that again. Let's, he lets Harry back on the team when Harry decides to stick around for some mayoral vagina. Um, and then after the seismic activity on the group visit to the volcano, he still refuses to consider it an alert despite 2.9 magnitude activity. And I think, I, I think you and I texted a little bit about this before, or maybe we talked about it, but he's so eerily similar to those people who were against any kind of COVID restrictions. Like, I don't know if it's just like uh, kind of post-traumatic. It's his, it's his whiskey disorder. nose. It's his whiskey nose is what gets you. <laughs> it's just like, are you, I, I refuse to believe the science, even though I'm paying scientists to do the job. And just like, what, like, just fucking listen to these guys. They're, He's telling you that the world is about to end, and you're just like, well, we can't evacuate 7,400 people and risk 800 jobs and $18 million worth of infrastructure development. Like, come the fuck on. Oh, man. Protect the lives of your citizens. Yeah, but there was that time in the 80s where, you know, he cost, he basically burned an entire town down because he fake evacuated people out. Remember that one time? Yes. I. I prefer, I'd rather to be safe than sorry. You know, I don't know. Whatever, whatever. It's all, as as Dr. Paul Dreyfus says, there's politics involved in this. You got to play the game of politics. So whatever. That, that He's he's one of my strong candidates. That's all I'll say. Stop the lava. Um, <laughs> my next uh, LVP is uh, 
you know, rest in peace. Uh, oh, God, you're stealing it from me. Yep. Go she for it. She sucks, dude. Like, Grandma Ruth. Like, first, I, I get that uh, Rachel's not your, you know, she's not your blood. She's your ex's. Ex-daughter-in-law. Yes. Um, That's fine. Don't listen to her. But you've got freaking grandkids, like, trying yeah. to call you and begging you to leave your house. Like, just leave your house. Yeah, if your ex-daughter-in-law isn't going to convince you, you would think that two grandchildren would... In a doctor. Yeah, would tug the shit out of those heartstrings, and homegirl would get roughy in the car, her dog, and they'd be down that mountain and on their way to safety. Like, how fucking ignorant or stubborn do you have to be put yourself and, invariably, the rest of your family at risk for your own you know, innate stubbornness. It just seems ridiculous. Yeah. When um, the kids get up there and she's like, what are you guys doing here? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, bitch, get in the car. Yeah. Like, we we need, came we up here to save it your down fucking here. ass. Yeah. We need somebody to drive it down. We could get it up. But I, can't, I can't get, <laughs> get it back. It up. <laughs> no problem. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then like, even once she's okay. So now she's like agreed to get out and they're on the boat. And then she, they're literally like two oars lengths away from the, what is that, the pier, and she just gets out of the boat, and then instead of going to the pier and crawling out, she's like, I am just walking aimlessly in acid river lake water, and my legs are deteriorating, but, like, just get the fuck out of the water, what, what are you waiting on? She's not even full screaming. She's just like, no, ah. no, like, and I, then Pierce, Pierce, fucking, uh, there, Forrest there Gump carries her into the that have been less intense than that. Like, <laughs> like the fucking battle shit scene from Harold and Kumar go to White Castle has more like visceral intensity in it than this woman dying via acid water. I agree. I agree. So Sorry, my next I one, have feelings. My next one and my winner. Oh boy, we're doing off. this. We're calling our shot. I think it's a walk-off winner. Um, Rachel's parenting priorities. Ooh, she starts Hold the on. movie it's off. It's dangerous. It, it's dangerous to 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 nitpick. Oh, well, I shouldn't say nitpick. Oh, I will. Um, I will. Don't even tell me she's a single mom working two parenting. jobs. Don't say. Don't say she's a single mom working two jobs. She doesn't have two kids. She has 74,000 or 7,400 and two kids. Right. Because she cares about all of her citizens like they were her own children. That's right. So she's, they start the movie off basically. She's just looking for her oldest kid. Like, how do you not know where your kid's at? Like, that's ridiculous. Uh, I understand parenting. No, she knows right where you're growing up. Yes, she finds him eventually. Yeah. 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 But, uh, you know, you just don't lose children. The other, and then she's at the bar multiple times at night while the kids are at home. Um, she's at least one paying of, a one of the times she's paying a babysitter, right? Yeah, yeah, with a babysitter. Um, and then she leaves them at home when she goes to do what is it? The city meeting. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She's There's a lot during, of. She's got latchkey kids. I mean, yeah. let's just call. Let's say what it is. Yeah. There you go. I'll just the, come out and say, yeah, that. yeah she's got the big, a, the big screen babysitter. She's a bad parent. <laughs> You're mayor of a town. Like, I don't know what the average salary of a mayor of a town is. What was her campaign? 
Like, how does she say, like, I have two kids and I run a coffee shop, but I still have time to be mayor of this town. I don't know. I can read. <laughs> I, like, I don't I don't know. Everybody I else that lived there didn't vehicle. seem very, <laughs> yeah, didn't seem very, uh, you know, put together. All right. I can't fight with that. You've, you make a great point and a great case. I am going to similarly do a walk off. Uh, my last one is the script. <laughs> <laughs> it's just awful. I mean, the love story is complete nonsense. We haven't talked about this too much. But so again, the divorced single mom of two is the mayor and a coffee shop owner. And she just throws herself at a troubled volcanologist whose last girlfriend died in a volcanic eruption. Like, do you not? <laughs> it's like see, it's like seeing a giant car crash and being like, ooh, I want to do that too gas pedal to the floor. Ah. Um, Whatever. Um, I guess the only thing that she finds like attractive in him is that he saved her kids' lives. Like, is that an aphrodisiac that I'm on? I mean, I'm sure like, I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of things you would do to somebody who saved your kids' lives. Um, But to immediately make it some kind of sexual conquest seems (laughs) seems a bit interesting. Um, One of the things I wrote down is she's pretty thirsty, even though she owns a coffee shop. I'm trying too hard. <laughs> uh, no, that's good shit right there. That's good shit. She also makes, uh, <laughs> as of 2021 now, this is obviously it's going to account for um, inflation, but an average pay for a mayor in Oregon makes $165,000. I'm running. I am declaring. I am And that's de- not uh, even close to the to even the middle. Like Indiana's at 169 Ooh. Um, nice. But yeah, $165,000, you do not need to own your own coffee shop and be a mayor at the same time. Wow, she should have had a nicer house then. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> so house a couple, was pretty cool. I know it was kind of cool. I would I would hate having a coffee shop in your house, though, but whatever. A couple other script highlights that I had was that having the kid drive up to the grandma's house is idiotic. I know they have to do it to like kind of push this push the plot along, but you can just like come on. You have an eleven year old driving up a mountain in a volcanic storm. That's just fucking ridiculous. And then they kill her anyways. <laughs> like we're gonna go. We're driving up to save her life, and then the script fifteen minutes later, maybe less than that, ten minutes later, kills her anyways <laughs> through just the most auspiciously unnecessary early boat getting out of for no reason whatsoever so i had the script as the winner it's just so bad it should uh not to give away some of our other kind of categories but it should have just been like a documentary about volcanologists and they should have just put it on netflix and i would have watched the shit out of that planet earth style but instead they added a script to it and absolutely ruined it yeah i still think that the parenting priorities is the worst thing about the movie yeah i'm not putting up a fight all right moonlighting uh, so this is where we took a look at the Oscar contenders and see if there's a movie that should, uh, a winner or a contender that should have come from this. This was no a great way you year. find something from here. I'm stretching. Uh, so this was a great year. As good as it gets, Goodwill Hunting, Titanic, Boogie Nights, LA Confidential. I even threw In and Out in there. There was a nominee for that. Uh, but there's also Best Cinematographer. I know I nominate. I said that that was one of the highlights of the movie. Um, so I thought that looking at who was nominated, that maybe he um 
maybe he should be considered. Um, the Andrej Barkowiak. Um, so I don't think he's the winner. Um, and of course, Titanic, which is like maybe one of the best cinematographies of all time. Amistad's great. Uh, Roger Deakins, Deakins in, for Kundun. I've never heard of it but Deacons is a legend. And then you have LA Confidential, which was great. Eduardo Serra for Wings of a Dove. I've never heard of it. So I would say maybe instead of him, uh, Andrzej Bartkowiak could have been nominated, but probably shouldn't have won. And absolutely nothing else whatsoever. So let's just pretend that never happened and get to the catch-all category. Uh, in the catch-all, is there anything we talk about some, uh, we talk about things where we, uh, that we missed maybe in some of the other parts. So Bragg, I'm going to let you take over now and tell me what we should have talked about that we haven't so far. Sure. All right. So here we go. In the opening scene, which is the, like the opening scene, it's intense. It's uh, a volcano explosion. A lot of people doing crazy stuff. There's someone running around with a pig in their arms. I noticed that as well. And then I also it's I'm, Colombia and I did not know that until later. Uh, I'm also pretty sure I saw someone standing outside of uh, Pierce Brosnan's truck, like a soldier type, just holding an AK-47 in the air. Everybody else is out running, screaming, driving around him. And this dude's just standing there with an AK outside of the truck. Um, let's see who else. Uh, his girlfriend at the beginning of the movie is in a totally different league than Linda Hamilton. So I'm not sure if maybe the PTSD. Marianne. What's that? Marianne. Yes, Marianne. Um, totally different league. <laughs> Did you have uh, any idea what was going on during that scene? No. Mm-mm. Like they give you so little context clues. And even when she dies, you're oh, spoiler. Uh, even when that volcanic rock goes throwing goes through her fucking skull, uh, you're just like, you don't even re- like, I don't know. They don't do yeah. a good job of setting up any of that. And, then and I'm sure part of it has to do because it's PG 13, so they have to be very clean with it. But yeah, anyways, go ahead. Yeah. So then, uh, next, um, Oh, yeah. So they cut to the town and the mayor running to the celebration to celebrate second place. Uh, the second <laughs> best the second best place to live in a town under 20,000 people, which I thought was very. Um, I'm not going to make that. I'm not going to. It's a low bar. It. Yeah, it's a low bar. Uh, and it's see. Pioneer's Days or something. Pioneer's Day. Days. Yeah. 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 Yep. And she's late. And then the guy that's introducing her, which cannot Karen. be anybody. This is the, it, the mayor is the top oh, of the top in that town. And that dude just shits all over there. God, okay, we're, we're trying, people. Everybody calm down. Oh, finally. <laughs> she's, she is running late. Yeah. Women, tell me about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of women and she, where is her ex-husband? He disappears. He ran away. Did they talk about that? A little bit. Uh, they, I think at some point early on, they say he abandoned the family. And then at some point, Grandma Ruth says something along the lines of, it's the worst thing he ever did abandoning you guys or, or being a, mm. I don't, yeah, it, they vaguely touch base on it. But I there's no that now. There's no in-depth explanation of it. It's it's largely left unsaid. Okay. Um, why didn't he floor the motor when they got in the in the 
boat. Like that lake is not that wide. I feel like he just turned it on and then just they coasted. <laughs> like like I have, the urgency, pal. <laughs> yeah. Like I've got experience with an outboard motor. Like growing up, like my grandpa used to take us fishing uh at up at the, the lake cottage. And uh we used to have a like a similar boat to that with an outboard motor and we'd fish in that. And I know those mother bleepers can, can fly. Yeah. So I don't know what the deal was with that. Um, also, he just shuts it off. <laughs> he just turns it off and they yeah, never. It's, it's corroding. And then he's like, oh, I guess we can't use this anymore. It yeah. was working perfectly fine. Just work it as, just get as far as you can. You're two paddles away. And then she tries, she doesn't even really try to start it. She just like presses something. She never right. pulls the, the cord to get it to go anymore. Cause there was still enough there i'm sure that would have propelled the, the boat to the end um yeah those things coast I for a I have while experience should have used a fly bro no excuse i think harry had it out for grandma that's what i wrote there um, whoa wait so you're saying harry harry coasted on purpose. dr harry dalton yes coasted contributed on to a conspiracy that led to the death of grandma ruth yeah if you couldn't tell how offended he was at the very beginning at the introduction <laughs> between those two <laughs> she's like oh he and had it out for it from the start you're rachel's new boyfriend and he's just like i'm dr i'm a volcanologist i'm i'm dr harry what's his last name dalton i'm dr harry dalton and it's just like and now yeah. i'm dr harry dalton i sound american <laughs> don't i well now you sound like sean connery <laughs> uh this is another movie where the relationships move way too fast Oh, God. Way too fast. I'm pretty sure she, yeah, she offers to take him or to make him dinner immediately. He's, mm -hmm. He straight up goes, he straight up goes, why are you having me over for dinner? <laughs> because I want to have intercourse with you. Yeah. I am lonely. I haven't had, I haven't had the tender touch of a man's love in decades. She does say that pretty much uh, <laughs> before they get cock blocked. I haven't been with anybody for years. I know, like. The loneliest like, mayor in Oregon. Yeah, like, that should have like, been the movie. <laughs> uh, I mean, is it like a fucking forest down there? Like, what is it? It's like riding a bicycle. <laughs> you never forget. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you... Now you're like uh, Eastern European. Yeah, I'm, I'm purposely doing different types of accents because that's the same consistency that Pierce Brosnan has in this movie. <laughs> yeah, two more things. Two more things. Uh, Why didn't they just go out the back of the truck? When they plowed into the mine, that makes why didn't they sense. just go out of the back window of the truck? Again, you're making sense. Okay, so there's that. Um, and then compound fracture of the ulna, vom.com. Like, that was disgusting. I can't deal, I don't deal well with blood or big gashes. And then to have the bone stick out, nah. Like, so when we do the program, mm -mm. Oh, boy. Not my, not my jam. There's so uh, many other disgusting parts of the program. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. But the compound fracture in the program is not, not my Spitting favorite. Spitting into each other's mouths. That's whatever. That's normal. That's a Friday night at our house. The rape scene. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm not laughing at that. Don't I'm, say I'm, that. Don't <clears throat> laugh at that. I'm not. Um, and then, of course, everybody's favorite time. <laughs> Title drop. Title drop comes from our boy, Paul. Uh, it's Dr. Seven minutes, Paul Dreyfus. Yes, seven minutes and ten seconds into the flick. That's it. What, is he, what does he say? Just we Dante's peak has. He's an telling issue him where he's going. 
That's and right. He says we're getting some volcanic or some sort of possible action out of Dante's Peak. Ah, like, uh, yes. He said it. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next segment then. This one is called One Hitters. Again, this is where we talk about. I used to have to pay. I used to have to pay a toll for when my mom would take me to see movies, and she'd ask me what I learned. All that fun stuff. So we've considered that or condensed that into One Hitters, where we talk about our feelings. So let's talk about this brag. Uh, did this movie make you laugh? I chuckled at the coffee thing. That was it. Yeah. I have uh, Stan says he'd vote for Mayor Rachel twice, coffee guy spaz outs. And for some reason, when he said farts, the star spangled banner, I know I said earlier that that was like a forced joke, but I laughed because it was so bad as somebody who forces jokes himself. I, in a weird way, appreciated that. So I don't want to let's move on from that. Cry. Did you cry? No. Tell me you did. No, the only time I was like, they tried so hard to make you cry, didn't no. they? So the only time I was like semi like, hey, maybe I would have cried here uh, was when the dog jumps into the back of the truck. Oh, just happy. Yes. 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 What a like what? First of, OK, yeah. We get one chance here. And then, like, <laughs> of course, the dog's like she's like, there's all this shit going on. There's no way either. Well, maybe Tico would. But there's no way Lexi would jump into the back of that truck. She'd be like, no, I'm just going to stay here and die. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, when the dog jumps in the back. Okay, I didn't think of it that way. But, yeah, you make a good point. I mean, I think you and I both know. We've talked about Homeward Bound. Like, dogs uh, are the easiest way to make grown men cry. Uh, but I, I wrote no and they tried so hard with grandma. They tried like, really hard with grandma. They tried so hard. But when she died, I was just like so indifferent. Uh, I, who did I cheer when they died? Was it last week or something? Did I cheer when somebody died? Uh, I can't remember what it was. But I, I had a similar feeling this time where I was like, oh, thank God Grandma Ruth isn't slowing them down anymore. Yeah, I don't think anybody dies in The Wedding Singer. So it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't last week. Maybe it was Reno 911. Oh. Oh God. Oh well let's oh patches of Hulahan. That's patches. all about dodgeball. Yeah. Uh so did this movie make you think? Did you have any mm, thinking moments? No, I mean of course I thought about like, wow, this is really stupid, <laughs> or this is really like no, but no. Okay. I know we already talked about one thing that we were educated on. Uh, but did this movie educate you? I said a lot about volcanoes, but I'm not sure if any of that was real. It's the same way I feel like I know a lot about drilling on an asteroid to blow it up before it destroys Earth. But again, I don't know how applicable or real any of that knowledge is. So I good. learned. I just don't know if it's good. I don't so know if it's I, real. <laughs> I I was educated through curiosity. Oh boy. Okay. So after the first time I watched the movie today, I Googled uh volcanic eruptions in the United States. Obviously I knew of uh um St. Helen, but yep. I watched a four minute video from March of 2020 that they did on like Sunday morning oh, CBS or something. Um no, it was it was about Mount St. Helen. It's a 40 year okay. anniversary. Uh and that was vaguely similar to what happened here. Not I mean only 50 some people died, but um like they tried to do this whole thing like they were keeping people out of the town and like except they didn't obviously they didn't keep anybody from leave or they didn't make anybody leave 
or keep anybody from coming into the town in this movie. But it kind of all works out the exact same. So this movie might as well be a true story. <laughs> Speaking of true stories, uh, I have a question for you, Bragg. I don't, this isn't in my notes. This isn't anything we've talked about. Is there any reason you would stay on a mountain as, or a volcanic mountain as it's exploding? What, what irrational reason would it be? Do you, I can't think of anything for me. Like there's no, nothing tying me to a house that I wouldn't, I wouldn't heed some warning that, Hey, you're going to die if you don't leave. I wonder if you're like, if you get to that age, to where you know what you welcome this death. is it yeah <laughs> if this is how it's going to go out it hasn't ever blown up like for hundreds of years and this is my house i have literally two kids to live for that are my grandkids like maybe this is just it but no the only way i'd be anywhere close to it is if i could be at a safe distance and watch it yeah it. from portland um yeah, I just, I mean, I just don't think there's any reason that, I don't know. I, I do think, though, that it would be, like, if you got up to heaven or, like, whatever you believe in, like, if you get up to heaven, you, you can be, like, you get to pearly gates and, like, hey, how did you die? And everyone's, like, oh, I was 75 and I died of old age. Oh, I was 59 and I had a heart attack. And you get up there and, like, I was 74 and I died in a, I died in a fucking volcanic eruption. Uh, I don't know that that might earn you some street cred. I I don't know, but yeah, I don't I don't see a reason for it. So let's go ahead and move on from one hitters. Now we're moving to greener grass. Uh, in this one, we talk about whether or not there's a better version of this movie. Uh, I think we've already talked about a lot of them because in the '90s and and since then. Well, long before then too. Uh, there's just been this kind of formulaic disaster movie as like a, a yearly staple almost um so my answer was probably dozens brag did you have uh is there a better version of this movie for you of this exact movie of volcano movies no no what about if, i mean you want to go like disaster, disaster yeah yeah i mean Twister's the best movie of all time right yeah like okay. Nobody else can touch Twister Let's as far as shut, disaster. Shut down the podcast. Now. We're going to do the next episode is Twister, and we're never doing any other movies because <laughs> we've done it all. It's over at this point. Yes. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. So I, the Twister was the first one I thought of. I mean, Volcano is uh, Volcano is obviously the easiest similar, uh, but I had Twister. So I, I asked myself, why is it better? And I said, I think every disaster movie aspires to be Twister. The tear. I'm never at any point in this movie afraid. Uh, the suspense, you should be able to outrun lava pretty quickly. So, like, <laughs> what is there to be? Like, what is the suspense? What is the anticipation? Uh, the script, I've explained that enough. Uh, the crew doesn't pop. I think one of the best parts of Twister is the crew. You have Philip Seymour Hoffman. You just have all these random people. Uh, the crew in this movie is just kind of a bunch of also rands. Um, you have the, the the robotics crew. You have the sarcastic woman. You have Terry, who's hooking everybody up. I mean, there's nothing really there to like. The leads, I mean, Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton are so much better than Pierce Brosnan and Linda Hamilton. And we've touched on this as well, the love stories. I mean, Twister had two freaking love stories, man. You had Jamie Gertz and Helen Hunt. 
and you're like bill paxton has to get with probably both of them uh but like <laughs> you know you actually have something that you're rooting for in those movies um and dante's peak you know it, it evokes nothing but like apathy and disdain for love i mean there is nothing about this where i'm like oh yeah this is getting hot and heavy like, these people need each other oh yeah they're just dripping with sex appeal i need to see these people just having a pg-13 sex scene immediately you know we're talking we're talking about oh, Dante's yeah. Peak. it's okay we can oh yeah oh sorry Dante's Peak. yes yes yeah sorry yeah uh so yeah i i i just think it's complete shit uh <laughs> again we're kind of spoiling some things but there's just nothing in here that stacks up to kind of be uh the level setter the 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 high echelon bar that is twister so i i just don't think it you know it's a de- it's it's whatever but it, it sure as shit isn't twister yes nothing is twister first off twister's not my favorite movie of all time it's top two or three um <laughs> it's a uh, favorite disaster movie best disaster yeah. movie ever okay uh, we can get into this on a different podcast, but is Titanic a disaster movie? One word. One word. No. Okay. All right. So let's get into modern movies. Uh, this is our next category. And this is where we see what would this movie be if it were made today, or even can it be made today? Um, Bragg, you tell me. Is this a movie that they can make today? Yes. Of course. They make it every year still. Yep. Uh, uh, Netflix. Uh, where where would this be? Would this be a Netflix movie, or would they probably try to put this into a? Again, we say this thing every week. When theaters come back, uh, would this be something they try to throw in there and and get everybody and their mama to to come see this movie? Based off of my cast that okay. I picked, I would Please have to go, pick. Go theater. straight into it. Yeah, yeah, and go that's going to be. Dr. Harry Dalton. <sighs> Something makes me feel like you have the same person. That's fine. Uh, but Dr. Harry it's Dalton. It's obvious. As The Rock. Yeah. The Rock as Dr. Harry Dalton. Dwayne of Johnson. Course. Um, I mean, I just, it just, maybe, is, is Vin Diesel too old now? Yes. Is that too old to be a thing? Okay. So just The and Rock. Have to, the movie would have to be transitioned to be my family. My family. <laughs> He'd have to be the one with the family. That's right. sorry. That's what I was meaning. Yeah. Well, maybe like <laughs> if Vin Diesel was there, then like maybe like the coffee dude could be like ludicrous or something. <laughs> um, ludicrous owning a coffee shop. Right. Okay. And then right. uh, here's this who's, is who's why, Mayor Rachel Wando. This is why it has to be in theaters. Scarjo. Wow. Yeah, that's a big one. It's a big, you're always widow. big about the woman having the big role. I think that that's more somehow some way they make well she's got a pretty big role Does, now so the rock never really like kisses anybody in a movie like if you ever watch the rock movies he's never like besides like pecking his wife uh pecking not pegging or anything else that may have been misconstrued as um like he'll kiss his wife or kiss a girlfriend but he'll never have like any kind of remotely sex type scenes so do you see The Rock hooking up with ScarJo? Like, wouldn't he break her with a hug? 
Oh, he'd break anybody with a hug. Pretty okay, much. I was going to say, because when I, when I choose Jennifer Aniston, I, that's the problem I have. I chose her. But I don't see them in any way being compatible in any sense of, you know, human physics. Agreed. All right. So let's get into the next category. And this is this is one of the new ones that we've had fun with the last couple of weeks. And this is called Rename the Movie. Now, Bragg, I went... <sighs> I went pun heavy in mine. Um, and I, I don't think they're any good. I thought they were brilliant when I wrote them. And now that I'm reading them back, I'm, I'm super self-conscious about them. So did you have, uh, did you have a contender that you can list first so that I can feel better about myself? Lava. <laughs> I lava you so much. That's oh it. God. All right. That's it. Uh, so my pun-based movie titles were A Mare Called Wando instead of A Fish Called Wanda. Okay, no. Where's Wando instead of Where's Waldo? Nope, okay. Wando Lust instead of Wanderlust? No. Jennifer Aniston made me think of that. And then Wando Vision? Okay, nope. Okay, they all suck. All right, so we're dropping that category and never doing that one again. Uh, so moving on to Over Under. Uh, so here, we this is where we swap one actor in to make the movie better uh, or swap one and swap one actor out to make the movie worse. Uh, we already played this game a little bit up front when you were defending Pierce Brosnan. So I, I said, uh, I obviously would swap him out. I think that's, there, again, there's only really two characters to swap in or out. Um, but I said pretty much anyone for Pierce Brosnan. And then I listed off people who I think have played this pretty much exact same role already. Harrison Ford, Kevin Costner, Tommy Lee Jones, Jeff Goldblum, and Will Smith. They've all done this. They've all done a better version of this. Um, I'd rather watch those. You tell me what you think. Uh, uh, you, you do both of these. Go back to back. Well, you just, you just, told, you just took my big reveal, I think, to make the movie better. Well, I was going to say Will Smith. Will Smith for Pierce Brosnan to make the movie. 1997, fresh off Independence Day. Yes. And we get a black lead. Yep. That'd be good. Um, Yes. The other one, I just, I literally just wrote it down probably five minutes ago. Uh, But I think, I don't know if I like it or not. You have to tell me what you think about this particular actress. Winona Ryder. Swapping out. Swapping out. Winona Ryder for Linda Hamilton. To make it better? Yes. Yes. You're right. Okay. Because I don't like Linda Hamilton. I don't like her. I don't this is something about if if there's not a terminator next to her. Old mom. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't look her up. I want to see if I think she had just divorced James Cameron, maybe at this time. I could be wrong, but if that's the case, it makes a lot of sense from a financial standpoint. If she's just getting out of uh, getting out of a marriage and needs a cash windfall, um, I don't know what the deal is. I, I shouldn't shouldn't uh, speak out of turn about that because I haven't done any research. But that was one of the things I thought of. Um, so to make that movie worse, I swapped out Linda Hamilton and I put Chris. Uh, sorry, let's make this Kirstie Alley in. Uh, she works in some things, but not in most things. And uh, I, I just, I don't know. I, that's just the name that came in my head. I have no defense for it or rationale behind it. Yeah, not not in an action movie like this. No, she would not be good. And depending on which one you get, uh, never, never mind. Never, which version of Christy Alley you get, that 
suburban may not make it uh that far so um I'm going to do my swap out real quick and then we'll move on to the uh, future generations. I think my swap out to make it worse, and this is nothing against this particular actor who I like very much. Uh, let's take Piers Brosnan out and put Martin Lawrence in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because just imagining Martin Lawrence doing anything involving volcanoes and uh, driving red suburbans through a river would be hilarious. I think you're spot on. Yeah, you're absolutely right about Martin Lawrence. Uh, you never know if you're getting... The first bad boys or if you're getting what is it black knight what's the, i can't I, that could be the wrong name of that movie i feel bad no, i think uh, that's right i think it's right <laughs> yeah so you just never know what you're getting with him uh i think that's a great one all right so as you said let's get to future generations and this is where we say uh would you show this movie to your kid as we're both fathers of what a four-year-old three-year-old uh one-year-old so we've got two-year-old uh so i said yes uh and if so at what age uh my son already has uh i was on daddy duty when watching this the first time uh so he watched the last 45 minutes with me um he loves volcanoes uh we talk about him play with them all the time uh but he was also largely unimpressed <laughs> i hate to say it um and then under what circumstances, uh, the thing I, I did have to tell him that the grandma just fell asleep. That was the, that was the big lie. I had, I had to tell him to get him through this one. Ouch. Um, <laughs> She's just sleeping. They're leaving yeah. her there so she can get a good nap. Yeah. But Daddy, Everybody why? likes to sleep in the woods. Daddy, why are her legs half the size and red? Um, he didn't see that part. Thank goodness. That's yeah. good. Uh, what I showed to the kid, yeah, I mean, at some Why? point, sure, um, if they want to watch it. Don't care when they want to watch it, under what circumstances is, if they literally need to watch it for some reason. <laughs> if not. you need a babysitter. Yes. All right. So Memory Lane Revisited uh, is where we look back at kind of our foreshadowing and see if this movie held up. Um, so I changed the, my initial grade from a C to a D. Uh the whole idea of this being a James Bond plus Sarah Connor plus gi giant disaster. Um, all I had to say was there was not enough star power and the giant disaster was the best part of the three uh, in that equation. Um, and I downgraded it from largely forgettable to completely forgettable um, and said that <laughs> the typo on the DVD seems to be a sign that even the studio wanted to forget about this movie. And I still don't like hot springs. Yeah, funny, funny, quick story about a hot spring. Uh, Wait, hold on. Has that sentence ever been uttered before? I don't know. Maybe, probably not. <laughs> um, so we were going to go to a hot spring. We were visiting friends in Denver. Um, we, of course, very first stop that we made to a place called the Green Caboose. Um, I'm sure that anybody could imagine what they were selling in the Green Caboose in Denver, Colorado. Uh, I bought some of that stuff and um partook in it on the way out to said hot springs um the hot springs were about a three hour drive away from denver um but we were going to stay out there and you know stay out there um so, uh on the way out there we encountered a rock slide about two hours into the drive um and either had an additional two hours into the drive to get to where we needed to go or just turning around and going back home Usually that kind of thing would make me very upset, uh, but due to climate and uh, medication, 
um i was fine we turned back around and never went to the hot spring <laughs> we went back to the house and smirked a burr um oh god of that good good so yeah that's my hot spring story i've never been to one i was supposed to go to one never went to it uh as far yo, as my love, grade, bro. yeah yo uh, so as far as my grade goes i gave it a um you gave it a b to it. start right what's that you gave it a b at the start right yes i downgraded it quite a bit um i can't make my funny grade out of 10 but you know it is what it is i gave it probably a d a d plus it's not good no and it's the only fun. reason i'm not it's failing it is because it's pretty and at the yeah. end it's kind of fun yeah it's kind of like a oh crap what are they gonna do like ah oh, get away from that cloud ah oh, bam mine and then like all that stuff continues to happen so it's kind of like it's like a i think early teens like you're that's probably a good movie because you're like yeah. yeah action stuff happening broken bones this Dead girl movies. was in was in terminator which we know is awesome so this has to be awesome too yeah so i gave it five and a half acid burn naked people <laughs> i don't know i can't be out of 10 because that's a failure grade so yeah maybe out of like eight, seven Okay. That's good. Maybe out of nine, I guess. Nine. Yeah, I think that makes more sense. So my final grade, uh, there was one point in this movie where I was jealous. Uh, and I was jealous of the dead fish that came up in the acid pond. Um, I was like, the sweet release of death is the only thing I'm asking for. Um, so I gave it 100,000 dead fish. Uh it wasn't caused all, the, and I wrote, it wasn't the acid that caused all the fish to die in the river. The fish killed themselves after being forced to watch this movie. All yeah, right. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to wrap it up today. Uh, please rate and review, subscribe. Uh, please follow us on social media. We are at Terrible Reviews on Twitter. I am at Seta5, S E T A H5. Brag, where can they find you? Find me at Bragley, B-R-A-G-G-B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. That's at Bragley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. You can follow me, block me, mute me, whatever you want to do. <laughs> but just uh, find our podcast, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, do what you do. Download, rate, review. Share it with your friends or not your friends. If you, if you <laughs> share it with your enemies. Share it with your enemies. Um, say, hey, it's a really good podcast. Check it out. Do all that stuff. Your, and then your pastor, your rabbi. Uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Thank you for those who listen. We appreciate it. Goodbye, everybody. Brag. We'll find out what movie we're going to do next week. See you then. Peace. Terrible Reviews is a member of the Shady Lawn Network. All rights reserved. It's shady. <laughs>